Hello. Oh, hi, Merlin. How are you today? I'm fine, Dan. How are you? I am doing pretty good. Pretty good. Can't pretty uh, good. complain. Yeah. You're optimistic? I mean, it is the optimistic day, but um, sure, yeah. I'd say yes, I'm feeling super optimistic. How about you? I'm tired. This You're is tired? Really for me. Yeah, I, I better do something. Let's do it later. We'll move it later. We'll do something later. Come on. It's hard though because I like I, I like I like my new thing of sleeping a little later. Yeah, me too. I don't I, I don't hate my thing of staying up a little later, but I really like the sleeping a little later. Yeah. Uh, now that we're back in school, school starts at nine thirty, which is a lot better than the old days. Oh yeah. Um, school by school I mean computer. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> But I also, like, I have to, I have to record, I, I'm very uh, happy to be doing this program, uh, but I have to record a show at 6.30 tonight because it's the time that my East Coast friend and I can both do it. And it's right. Like, oh, it just, it just shoots a, a big old cannonball right in the middle of the evening. <sighs> so, so there's really no good time. Right. I should, uh, you know, can you imagine what it's like to have a real job? Woof. Those poor, that? those poor people. <laughs> you should see how hard my wife works. It's ridiculous. Uh, so no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm tired. I, I'm not. I'm not awake yet. My stimulants have not kicked in, and I only just barely uh, pulled off half of a of a drip. So I have a small coffee. Oh. Strong but small coffee. Strong but it's small. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> we were having a conversation at the dinner table the other night about about Wolverine and. Uh, how much he weighs with adamantium skeleton oh, yeah. and he's big boy. He's thick. <laughs> he is. He really, he truly is. <laughs> and, uh, and just how, how, you know, he was able to survive the process because of his regeneration. And yeah, it was a, it was a wonderful, you know, dinnertime conversation. It was great. I just saw something uh, this morning on Twitter and the time I should have spent getting dressed and getting to the office sooner. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I'm going to suppose that this is a person who does like uh, a musician who does cool covers uh, because of the way that she framed this, but it's this cellist and she does the X-Men animated theme. Oh, that's like, that's the good theme. Oh, wow. I love when they do that, when they take all of the, uh, all of the the different shots and they show what they're doing in the same shot. I know, me too. It's so cool. Isn't that a great instrument? Yeah, I mean, and it, there's something really cool about it because the way it has to be played, it's it's big and you have to kind of... The, her think, in the upper um, right, she's going crazy up there. She's cool looking. I like the way she looks. Um, it's, uh, you know, those, those, those are big wooden stringed instruments that you, that you play with a bow. You know, they sound a lot like the human voice in some ways. Yeah, I can Not see like that. Not like the human voice, but they invoke the qualities. Of right. The there's voice. some there's some kind of a human humanness, human sound to them. Yas. Her name is Samara, Samara Ginsberg. And I'm going to add this to show notes. Dan, where would people find show notes for episode 491 of your Back to Work program? I mean, that's a that's a crazy number. They'd go to backtowork.limo yeah. slash 491. Whoa. Oh, she has a whole YouTube. I'm sorry. I got distracted. She has a whole YouTube channel of this stuff. And it's all her doing things on with eight cello parts. Oh, this will serve me well. Let's see. <laughs> Cheese and crackers. I'm into this. I saw um, there's some lady that plays the flute. She's like a classically trained flutist. And so she, yeah. she uh, plays all kinds of different. She'll like watch a... Oh, Jethro Tull is a good example. She watches like the flutist then Jethro Tull, who's the lead singer, and her reactions Ian to Anderson. him. It's very cool. It's very funny. And um, I love stuff like that. Or like, have you seen the one? I think there's one guy who's particularly famous for this, but the guy where like in, in there's picture in picture of like somebody like, say, the president speaking. Mm-hmm. And he, it's him accompanying that person on piano. And basically <laughs> playing the melody and rhythm of the person speaking. <laughs> it's so, it's so, it's so along the lines, I guess, of uh, that Sarah, what's her name person who's so amazing at doing Trump. We're like, you know, you really have to understand this character to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, you know, that stuff is great. God, everybody's texting me. It's too, it's too goddamn early for all this. Everybody calm down. Samara Ginsburg. <sighs> I had a topic for, for today, but I don't know if it makes any sense. Um, first, we have follow up. Um, Dan, yeah. uh, last time that we spoke, which was definitely last Tuesday. It was seven days um, ago. <clears throat> what, what's that? Seven, seven day ache? What's it? 
What's the the Roseanne Cash song? Tell me you're trying to cure a seven-year... Seven-year... Seven-year ache? Is that what it's called? Seven-year itch, I think. is. Break me off a piece of that Snickers football can. Okay. Um, So, uh, Dan, last time that we spoke, which was definitely last Tuesday, you uh, had asked uh, our friends and (laughs) listeners, and they're not the same. (laughs) <laughs> to give you some advice on why something weird was happening with your computer screen. Did you find out what's wrong with your computer screen? There were a couple people who helped out or made suggestions and, and things like that over Twitter. Um, one guy in particular was was helpful at coming up with some things that I could try in order to try to diagnose it. Uh, so whether it was what it is or isn't. Yeah. Like, is it, is it so a quick summary is this uh, 16 inch MacBook Pro that I got right when they came out wonderful computer overall. I really enjoy it. However, sometimes, and there's no prediction as to, you know, there's no way to know when it's going to do this, but it mm-hmm. will periodically just, the screen will just sort of jump. It just sort of jump. jumps. Like it'll shift from like, left to right. I don't like right. that. I don't like the whole screen or just a part of the screen. The whole screen. And then yeah. also, and I don't know if this is a coincidence or related, but sometimes when I dock it, uh, which basically just means plugging the Thunderbolt into the uh, Apple store, you know, where I, I got it at the Apple store, the LG 5k or 4k, whatever it is, the big display. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 The big, uh, the, the, the big, nice ish, uh, monitor. Yeah. It's not the bajillion dollar one. R- right. <laughs> Once out of every five times that I connected to that, there'll be a little part of the screen. That's a little offset from the rest of it. So one of the suggestions mm-hmm. some people had is what if you press around the base of the screen or the thing where it connects, can you get it to do it? Can you get it to do it by moving the screen or at, you know, putting pressure into it? None of that does anything at all. There's no physical. And like, I don't know why, but it hasn't done it for a few days now. Why? Don't know. Weird. It's, you know, we had a whack when I used to do it, we used to have a, uh, a little saying that was, if it goes away by itself, it can come back by itself. So I would really like to, <laughs> understand yeah. before you before you decide that, that you're doing almost nothing has solved a problem it would be valuable to understand what problem you just didn't solve correct correct so as it's, maybe it's not that you're that great at that maybe you're just lucky for now right and so i'm just still in in limbo about it and i i'm absolutely not taking it if the apple store is open i think it is i'm, I'm definitely not going there um because it, it was bad enough before covid to go to the apple store why oh, would I do God, it now? I see what you're saying. Yeah, right. Uh, and also, it's maybe, my maybe main Maybe it's better now computer. because it's not the mob. But don't you suppose that it might be better because they're not, you know, thinking a mob is acceptable? People still here think a mob is acceptable. So um, I went to yes. pick up uh, some food the other night for a meal and the number of people just sitting at tables without masks on, big families, groups of eight I just, I I'm like, what's wrong with y'all? Like you had to go, you couldn't just pick, pick it up. Like the rest of us are picking it up. It had to be, it had to be all eight of you <laughs> sitting around the table together, chomping away. I'm like, I feel like Dan, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills uh, for at least a couple of reasons. Cause it's always a couple things with me. I mean, it's as we'll talk about, if we get to our main topic, which I don't, we don't have to do. Uh, my family and I were out of town for a few nights and uh, it, this is also something I said to Syracuse on the Rectus comes out on Thursday. But we went out one time we went to pick up dinner at this mm. place. Mm-hmm. And yeah, OK, fair enough. It was outside seating, but it was all of. So, you know, there's the things, the little niggles, there's the like, OK, you're not wearing a mask or you're wearing a mask and your nose is sticking out or you're not supposed to be sitting that close to people that aren't in your group, but you know, the, the, the servers are being very lax about just taking masks off when they go back inside to every single thing like about it. And, and I, I, in a way that's hard to describe, um, I just get the fear. Uh, and what, what are you laughing at? Tell me. Just because it's the same crap that I see every day too. It's the same. It's you know, just... am, I, am, I, am I out of my mind? I mean, so like, I mean, the, the, when I say there's two things, I mean, one of the, it is, there's no, there's still no other story, but this. This I know. still, it's still our inability to get on top of this. I mean, <laughs> there's not another thing to talk about until we fix this. I know. I mean, you know, there is. Sure, we can have fun. We can talk about X-Men animated series played on cello eight times. But we're not really going to have a sub- substantive more than three minute conversation about anything in life 
without this having an incursion. And I know that I've been a broken right. record about this, but apparently it's not changing anything. We got we to lock way, 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 way back down, like for weeks. Like mm-hmm. we have to, we have to bring pain upon ourselves and our economy that hopefully could be ameliorated by some federal assistance. But I'll tell you, man, this is why I get, I get so sad and heartbroken. All we want to do is go out of town for three nights. We've been stuck in the house for like seven months. We just want to go camping for three nights. But even like just getting our stuff to the tent, it's it's all about COVID. The fact that like the signs everywhere, it's all about COVID. Mm-hmm. The way that they super cleaned our our area, uh, it's all about COVID. Uh, and then of course you go, hey, let's go, let's go get a burger. I heard this place is good, and now, now it's really super about COVID. And I'm like, can we please go get back in the car? Like I don't I don't even want to wait outside here because it's just I have such a feeling of. I, I mean, part of it is, I, yeah, I'm being overly cautious because almost nobody else is. Right. That's what I'm stuck with. Yeah. Um, but, but it's 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 also just that I, this isn't fun. It isn't fun to be in this situation where I have to be constantly vigilant. And I, I mean, I really, in some ways, I always I think of a friend of mine here in town, and this is going to sound crazy because this sounds like fuel for nuts, but, title, <laughs> but uh, her son has um some immunity issues mm-hmm. from birth mm-hmm. he's not he's not gravely ill but you know in the same way that you you couldn't tell by looking at somebody that they're allergic to chocolate milk but a lot of people are um but he has an, an immunity thing where they knew from very early on um i think in particular certain certain kinds of uh like childhood illness vaccines that that any lucid person would give their child again unless you're a nut Right. You would, you, of course you want your kid to not get measles, mumps, rubella, like you name it. And you forget about all that stuff you've heard from 90s game show co-hosts for years. That's all BS. Mm-hmm. The, the amount of good of vaccines is, it's d- over and done science. Unless, and this is why this is a giant novelty sized asterisk, unless the truth is there are a small number of people who will become gravely ill if they get certain kinds of vaccinations for certain right. things at certain right. times, et cetera. So what does that mean? Well, you know what? Guess who wants to vaccinate that kid more than anybody in the world? His mom. Mm-hmm. She is not anti-vaccine. Right. She is so not anti-vaccine. It's critical that she let you know how important it is that you get the vaccine because my boy can't. He'll get very sick. Right. That's an actual sciency reason to not get your kid vaccinated. Um, and so the, the, I kind of feel that way, where I feel like, you know, this abundance of caution where I have my mask on even when I don't need to, as almost almost like a performance, is because I feel like nobody else is doing it. I'm sorry, this is so boring. No, it's not. It's I'm not. I'm so sick of this. Kids, second day of school, second day of second uh, of seventh grade, sitting on a computer for seven hours, six hours. I know. My son was talking to me about this just last night. Uh, he's like not looking forward to it. He wants to go and be in class and sit with his friends. And my daughter feels the same way, you know, she, for him, cause he's older, I think it's easier for him to kind of project what it's going to be like, whereas she's sort of doesn't really know That's yet. So she's not I'll upset about I'll it. I bet you're right. Well, I mean, I, I, this is complete. This is so beyond anecdotal. It's like almost meta anecdotal, mm. but I was really bracing for this. Uh, I am again, again, uh, as much as I am uh, uh, your fun manic friend Merlin, I am also deeply, deeply sad in my heart a lot these days. And it's separate from my depression, which is also a thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm, ci- I'm civically sad in my heart about what's happening and the inability to fix this and the fact that so many people who should know better, I, I try so hard to understand it. And I, I eventually I have to just take a break. But I'm just, it's, it's so difficult to understand. Or people like your governor, or the the governor of uh, of of Georgia, or really almost every governor. Like it's just what I know. You guys would need to quote unquote save the economy. You have no idea what October and November are going to look like. You you have if you don't if you don't get some improvements in place right now, it's going to be bad in a way I have difficulty bringing myself to think about. Um, latest latest uh, estimate from um, which group is that? The IHEA, whatever that one in Washington is. See this? You see the latest? The no, latest no, no. Latest projection. So this is from COVID nineteen. I'll put this in show notes. COVID nineteen dot health data dot org. 
And um, I mean, this is this place is this is this was for I think for a long time, this and Johns Hopkins have been the two places that get cited quite a lot. They're now projecting that by December 1st, 2020, 295,000 Americans will die. That's terrible. So it's hard to just go have fun and like go pick up a burger because I'm in that place and I'm getting all those little uh, I'm getting my little spidey sense, little hairs on my neck are going up about I'll probably be fine. But and I don't want to be a chode, but and I don't even want to overperform. But I also I need you all in here to know that eight or fifteen dollar burger better really be worth it for you to be shucking and jiving and spitting all over each other. Even as we learn that aerosol is probably a likely path alongside droplets. Oh my God, what are we doing? What are we doing? How's it going? Uh, it's going good. But you know, as I listen to you... Oh, well, well, I, you know, I didn't finish, I didn't finish the thing I was oh. going to say. The thing I was going to say, I was bracing for this to be, for the back to school, quote unquote, thing to be super terrible. And not to speak out of school, but it went way better than I expected, especially in that she was really glad to like see her friends again. And she mentioned that she liked these, all of her teachers. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was just really bracing. I'm always bracing for the day that everything goes totally south and I officially get a, a sullen teenager. Because I know it's coming. I already have a slightly sullen tween, whom I love very much. But I'm always waiting for, is this the day? Is this the day where the horrible thing happens that breaks this job forever? <laughs> the carry moment. <laughs> anyway, uh, but just for what it's worth, meta-anecdotally, it went better than I expected. What were you going to say? Uh, no, I was just going to say that I, um, I agree with you in the sense that like, there's this just kind of feeling of like how... Like we share this space in this world with people. And so mm-hmm. we all have a responsibility to them and to ourselves. And the attitude just doesn't match that. The attitude just doesn't mirror that. It doesn't, it's in, in such a surprising way. It's, I don't know, man. It's like, it's, it's almost a disappointment when you go and you see stuff like that where people don't, they just don't seem to care. They don't think no, it's important. You should, you should say, say, say your words. I, I agree with you. I think it, I think it is, it is genuinely saddening that not only have so many people, apart from the president, obviously just given up on fixing this at a time when we are very poorly suited to give up on anything. Like, we really, we really need America to be America right now. And just because we've lost our leadership in the world doesn't mean we should let all of these people die. But it's hard. The heartbreaking part in some ways is... I I I I'm, I can't stop using this phrase the death cult. Mm-hmm. People like Kemp. People like uh, what's your dude uh, Abbott. <laughs> it, it is essentially a death cult at this mm-hmm. point. I mm-hmm. used to think it was just the NRA that earned that particular name, but it feels like this this whole thing of like you've you know you've really lost hope, haven't you? Uh, we were so while we were away, um, and I'm sorry, I'm repeating an anecdote here, but we were listening to um, uh, a really good podcast about the Office with all, all of the, um, most of the main uh, actors and the showrunners, writers, et cetera, people from NBC. It's really good. There's this one episode, the latest episode. It's real good. It was basically about the writer's strike. And mm-hmm. it's cut a very long story short. It was, it was about some really sweet, if slightly hagiographic stories about the way that when the writers went on strike, everybody else mostly, like, to the extent they could, agreed not to cross the picket line. Right. So even though there's no formal arrangement, for example, there's very far from a formal arrangement for SAG, to join a writer's strike, you know, they could face serious consequences if they don't show up on time to be in hair and makeup. They mm. are in breach of their contract. All right. And they're on their own, really. But, but they pretty much stuck together, in addition to which Greg Daniels, there's a really sweet story from one of the women who's a, one of the hair people, where like, they were so, everybody felt so bad about the writer. The writers were on strike and they felt so bad for the, the cast, not the cast, the, uh, the staff, the crew. And Greg Daniels wrote a, wrote a personal check to every single person on the crew. The cast all got together and wrote checks to the crew. It's just really sweet. But like, I don't know what, what it was. Maybe I was just more, more, even more vulnerable than usual. But I was walking back to where we were camping and I was thinking about that. And I had this thing that, um, I'll try to put this in a non-political way, but you very much should infer a political valence to this. <clears throat> People on the left tend to support collective action, collective bargaining, protests. They tend to, tend to, Historically, lefties tend to agree that the best way to accomplish this group goal is to disincentivize opting out. 
And so we say, you follow, do you follow what I'm saying? Yes. Like if, if the whole point of a, a labor action is to say, you know, we need collective bargaining, we need something that's fair, and you're not going to be able to run your business because everybody who works there, even the ones who are not specifically the ones who are addressing their strike issues, the collective part is that that place empties out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and as, as, as uh, the guy who played Kevin said, like, nobody wanted to be a scab. Ed Helms was saying, we don't want to be a scab. We don't want to be the one who crosses lines, even right. though it wasn't their strike. Because they are in a union, they felt bad about, you know, not being supportive of another union. And that's what it means, right? That's what the union thing means. Now, say what you will about the, the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the corruption of unions and, you know, the having Homer Simpson as your steward and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but but there's, there has been a lot of good done. By that sort of effort. And by when I say that sort of effort, what I really mean is not just about job stuff. It's about saying you can't get through us because there's not a space to get through. There's mm-hmm. no daylight between any of us because we have all agreed as much as this sucks, like we're not, gonna, we're not getting paid like we used to get paid. It's all coming out of this our rainy day fund. But we understand that we're going to stick together on this as long as it takes to win. Right. And that, that, you know, we, our arms are locked. We're going to, uh, you're not going to be able to run your business until you address this inequity or to pivot to what I'm the analogy here to make this problem go away. Mm-hmm. And I just had this sudden, suddenly a, a blinding sort of insight that was far more emotional than strictly rational. This okay. is far from the greatest analogy of all time, but it just, it just hit me really emotionally. And I was like, it's so wild to me when, when I go see, uh, see all the, the people at a restaurant who drove up on their motorcycle with their flags and stuff like that, sitting there eating their eight to fifteen dollar burgers, and it's, it occurred to me like, isn't that wild? That it feels like mostly the people <clears throat> who say shut it all down and put the mask on all, all, all the time come from the same side of the aisle as those who support collective action, and the ones who are out there eating their eight to fifteen dollar burger with way too many people in the room. They very much remind me of another side that is based far more on a sort of what, what what is believed to be a sturdy American independence, but really often expresses itself as just incredibly selfish and cruel attempts to just exercise power uh, to harm the people who are locking arms in some cases. To own the masks, to pwn the masks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and do, do you follow what I'm saying here? No, I do, I do. And, and you know, for the longest time, I think a lot of those red areas thought, okay, <clears throat> this is going to be like all those other diseases that God brought upon the coasts because they're so evil. But now it's ravaging places like where you live in the Midwest. And mm-hmm. like, i got to talk about something else. Say something I don't know if I can change the topic. I just, I've, I'm with you. Oh, we'll do an ad in a minute, but I'm just, give me, give me some of your thoughts about what, where are you with this stuff right now? Are you feeling that emotional feeling? Yeah, no, I definitely am. And it's, it's, there's on the one hand, like you said in the beginning is that there's sort of this sadness of like, what are we doing? And it seems the yeah. frustrating Everybody part. Everybody else did it. New Zealand fixed it. I mean. <laughs> you know, and that's the whole thing is it all, it all comes down to like, to attitudes. It comes down to people who just like, um, I'm one of my friends, she got it and she, it wasn't for her mild. She's, you know, younger, uh, doesn't have health issues. So she had it. It was mild. She recovered from it. She's working. She's back to her stuff. And so hers is like a good story. You know, hers is a story of, um, well, it wasn't that bad for her, but it's this, it's this strange attitude. And I see this all the time. It really is this attitude of the people like, well, it's not going to affect me. Uh, or it's not a problem for me. It's not well, something or even, I need even to, to go about. so far as to say it's not only it's not not going to affect me, but I don't care if it does. Right? Or Leaving I'll be fine. That, I'll be fine. Yeah, we, but some people are also just saying I don't care. I, I will go to this motorcycle rally in Sturgis, and if this is how I die, let this be how it is, without any regard. I mean, do you not have any family? Do you not have any friends that you love more than yourself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does that does that just not register for you? It's just you and your hog. I mean, yeah. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead. That's a good title. <laughs> but no, <laughs> but right, really, right, I mean, it, right. it, it, it it does come down. It does come down to that lack of 
caring about it. And it's, and what I noticed, and I've noticed this so much is that there, it's, it's like, there's almost no middle ground. There are people who are incredibly diligent. The people who are, before they leave their house, they're taking their freshly laundered or brand new mask and putting it on. <laughs> they're wearing it in their car while they drive by themselves for 30 minutes. They're getting to their destination. They don't touch it. They don't adjust it. It's closed down. It's clamped. It goes from below their chin to uh, under their eyes. They're doing everything right. They're hand gelling. They're washing their hands. They're staying 10 feet away from everyone. They're terrified mm-hmm. if you turn a corner and you're face to face with them at eight feet away and they jump out of, they leap out of the way as if, you know, as if you're, you're. Maybe they even maintain the sort of situational awareness that makes your ability to know whether there's somebody behind you mm-hmm. or beside you mm-hmm. more important than what's on Facebook right now, maybe. Right, right. And so that's, that's Don't category walk down one. down the middle of the sidewalk. Right, right. And category two is it's below their nose. Um, it's, you know, it, they'll pull it down when they talk. They're constantly messing with it and adjusting with it. They're basically, it's, it's like if someone just said, Hey Merlin, you know, wear this sweater. I know it's the middle of summer, but I want you to just wear this sweater because it'll help other people. And you're like, nah, well, like I'll, tell, you know, I'll tie said, it around like, my neck. It's like my friend Quinn said, or I'm going to just, I'm going to make it more gross than what she said. But when you put on a condom, do you just, just kind of slip it loosely around the shaft and leave the hat off? Because <laughs> oh, then that's not really a condom anymore. Now that's a sexual uh, pleasure device for you. Right. And it's not going to prevent the, uh, the recipient of your gift uh, from avoiding any of the things that have made you how you are. Right. You're, I would say that when you say there's no middle ground, I, I, I feel like that's kind of true. I feel like there's something worse than middle ground, uh, which is what you just described. On the mm-hmm. one hand, you've got, you've got people like me that are practically an insane person about this nonsense. Um, and then on the other end, you've got the, the, uh, the chuds and the hogs who are all like, oh, Mr. Trump, sir, I will not wear them. What's kind of worse, though, is a lot of what you see, what you just described, which is the neck mask. It's the sub nose mask. It's the dangler, the dirty dangles, all of that stuff. Where like you think you're kind of doing it or you think you're kind of pulling it off. And dude, you're not. That's that's in some ways that is a little bit worse. And just just wait till we learn more about this aerosol stuff. Oh my God. You think stuff's bad now? What do you like what that oh. it, it can be an aerosolized version of it? I'm gonna find once and for freaking all, I'm gonna find this podcast that I keep telling people about. It's an interview with the woman who has the uh the basically the COVID beat. At the New York Times. Mm-hmm. She hasn't been there for very long. She's doing a really good job. She was interviewed on a Slate podcast whose name escapes me right now. But I'll, if you tell me about something you like, I'll, I'll have it. Um, but just just basically, it's her beat to cover that. Um, I will point you to a great uh, interview with her. But essentially, one short version of this is when we say, oh, yeah, well, you know, Dr. Fauci said don't wear a mask and this and that. And all misinformation. Well, you know, part of it also is that the scientists know what they know. The 19 and COVID-19 means this thing was discovered last year. We know bits about uh, coronavirus and, and SARS things. We know about that, but we don't know about this one. We don't know exactly. But it's very interesting how some somewhat territorial preferences by various health authorities caused a lot of this weirdness. Like one thing with the WHO, WHO had its own angle on like, oh, you really need to go clean surfaces and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, and they were less vigilant about the mask stuff in part because part of their remit is thinking about things like cost and availability. And so not everybody can afford a mask or not afford full PPE, for example. And, and the, what I got out of this interview was that to some extent, even, even or especially scientists need to, uh, practically, need to be sort of talked out of their default position through persuasion and obviously evidence. Mm-hmm. But if you're the kind of person who believes you get this from an Amazon package, it's gonna you're going to I think your own kind of even a scientist every scientist has a bias as well. You're going to tend to reject the information that doesn't support your priors, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so one one of the results of of all of that is we got to this whole this is probably a droplet thing, big old drops that are essentially like baby spit just mm-hmm. coming through the air, and that's that's how it gets you. And a lot of people were like, like Hans Molman in the back, raising their hand and going, do you think there's a chance it could actually be from aerosol? Because if it's from aerosol, meaning much smaller particles, then we're in a really different situation. Because with aerosol, you're not only talking about close to 20 feet, you're also talking about it stays in the room after you're gone. A little spit hits the floor. Aerosol still is just riding those waves. 
But, you know, like when they're testing this stuff and they're doing this, that they're doing it in labs, they're doing it in like ideal conditions to test this thing. And we still don't know like how it even happens. Then there's people are saying, oh, it it gets in through your eyes now. Like yeah. make it, make it stop. There's a new vogue now of just wearing the face shield. This is very, this is a very my neighborhood thing. He said codedly, um, my neighborhood where people have been wearing masks for, I mean, not since before I lived here. It's a neighborhood. Right. It's an Asian neighborhood. It's a mask heavy neighborhood. Right. Asian people much more often, especially if you have a cold. If if one has a cold, one wears a mask. But now the new thing is the face shield. I don't know about the eye thing, but I'll, I'm just saying that like we. Part of effective messaging is to be able to say the same thing the same way uh, each time. That's what effective messaging is until it kind of like, you know, stanza, like gets into your head. And uh, it's just that, well, when it's time to amend that information, it gets a little more difficult. You know, A-E-I-O-U. What are the vowels? A-E-I-O-U. That's the five vowels in alphabetical order. Oh, okay. What about the letter Y? Well, so sometimes that's a vowel. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes that's a vowel. Well, sometimes it's a vowel and sometimes it's a consonant. Oh, also, did you know that ampersand used to be in the uh, Roman alphabet? What? So there's 27 down to 26? Yeah, they had to change a lot of cards about that. Huh, <laughs> huh, huh. How, come, how come every letter is monosyllabic except for one? What are you talking about? W, what? W, what? W, huh? W, W. Th- there's three syllables in W? It's the only one that has three syllables? Yeah, yeah. They say it's the exception that proves the rule. Also, that's not a meaningful phrase. So anyway, wear the mask is what I'm saying. It's, it's so important. Well, and, the face shield uh, thing. And the f- I, what was I going to find? I'm going to find that interview with that lady. Yeah, find that. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you about something I like. But before I do that, I just want to add to the face shield. There's, there's been some really interesting research in the face shield because supposedly the face shield protects the wearer mm-hmm. and helps protect others. But but first and foremost protects the wearer. And you look at a face shield, you're like, how can that do anything? Literally, how can it do anything? It, 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 exactly. It, it seems but like it does. those jokey memes about like, we fixed the classroom by putting up this little windshield in front of the desk. And you're like, I don't think that's how air works, dude. Well, the way- like, It seems like go right around the sides, right? It does, but because they're droplets, they are actually very effective. And Fauci and other people have said- that the face shields, and again, they don't want to say it because if they say it, what will happen? People will misunderstand it. They'll do the wrong thing. They'll get confused between the different yep. messaging that they're hearing. Yep, and, yep, yep. Exactly. Well put. And, mm-hmm. and, and so what, what will wind up happening is people will hear, oh, all I need is a face shield. Well, in some situations <laughs> that maybe is true. But then, for example, let's say that the person has COVID and is wearing a face shield and coughs. And this person happens to be six foot five. And I'm five foot eight and I'm standing near them. Well, I'm not protected from their cough if all they have on is a face shield. However, if I'm wearing also a face shield, then maybe I am. So really the ultimate combo to protect yourself and others would be a mask and a face shield. The mask preventing your stuff from getting out, the face shield from getting people's other stuff from getting in. But then they don't want to do that too. But if you were to Google... Uh, face shield COVID, you will learn a lot. And there are lots of articles that talk about how it is effective. And in some cases it might even be better, but like they don't want to say whether it is or not, because that will cause all that confusion. So they're better to just tell everyone to wear a mask. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I saw somebody put a video out there saying, look at how effective a mask is. And they were trying to blow a dandelion apart. You know, you pick up a dandelion, you puff and it, it, blows away then it wasn't working through the mask and they're like see but that's also not true because what what's really happening is that the mask is diffusing the air it's and not spreading that air it. can't get through it's that we don't want that moisture to get through right. right and so like that doesn't prove anything because if you were just to kind of like exhale like not not because when you blow a dandelion you're doing it in the same shape your mouth would make if you were whistling you're not blowing a dandelion in the same shape you would make if you're going Ah, like that. Yeah. And that's basically. You should, only, you should only ever blow a dandelion on its birthday. It's really earned it. <laughs> that's what, uh, that's, but my point is that's all, all the mask is doing is dispersing the air so that it's not concentrated into enough of a, of a, uh, a central point to affect the dandelion right. that way. People don't do that. That's not proving to wear a mask to anyone. Everyone just needs to put one on and shut up about it. That's all they, we need to they do. They very and much need to do both of those. Two things. weeks. I agree. Um, 
Would you tell me about something you like? Ah, uh, yeah, I'll tell you all about Zendesk. Zendesk. Zendesk is a service-first CRM company that builds software designed to improve customer relations. So it's uh, it, at its heart, it's help desk software. And things are especially weird right now. We've still got customers. We still need to communicate them. Zendesk makes the tools that make it easy to do that. I've used Zendesk a lot over the years, and uh, it is a really, really great system. And they really do make it easy for you to communicate with your customers to get feedback. They are right now, I just want to mention, they're offering a six-month complimentary package they call the Remote Support Bundle. And it has all the essential tools that you and your team need to keep connected with your customers, whether you're doing it by email, by phone, by chat, by community forum, help center, social media. It's all built into this package and it's really, really a great way to start. It takes hours, not weeks to get up and running. And uh, and that's what Zendesk is all about. They want to make customer service software that's easy to use, accessible to everyone with a single dynamic help desk interface. They've got like 150,000 customers across hundreds of industries, 30 languages, it's a really good system. And so they've made a special URL just for our listeners, Zendesk, Z-E-N-D-E-S-K, Zendesk.com slash back to work. Go there and you can get started with a free six-month remote support bundle. There is no risk to it. Try it out. Use it. I really like the way that we do it with with um, with Fireside and the way a lot of companies do it is they'll, they'll have you go through this sort of knowledge base help desk center first. So it's like you, if you go, you can see this at Zendesk. If you just start typing in a question, like how do mm-hmm. I do this? Or you type in a few keywords, it'll show you these articles. So you can create these articles. And the way that I've always done it is if I get asked for a support request, like two or three times, that means there needs to be an article on it. So I'll take the answer that I've typed, I'll put it into a knowledge base article, and then people can start typing and they'll see the answer. They don't even have to fill out a support ticket which means you don't ever have to spend any time on it again. And if they fail to do the search, then what you can do instead is you can just say, oh, we have a help desk article that explains this for you. Can you punish them or ban them? I mean, yes. Can you you smite them, Dan? Can you smite them with Zendesk? Or is it it mostly there to help? Zendesk.com slash back to work. And thanks to them for supporting this podcast, Merlin Mann. Thanks, Zendesk, Bok Bok. Um, I did find the thing. Okay. So this, this uh, reporter that I like is called Apurva Mandavili. Mm. And the, which is a very cool name. And the podcast in question is on Slate. It's a really good Slate show called What Next? And uh, it's called uh, What Next? Uh, Our Pandemic Learning Curve. Uh, what we've learned and unlearned. Mm, turns out true mm. this is the interesting part like what she this is this is kind of the, her whole angle in this in this discussion is like well it's not that like <laughs> anthony fauci was being deceptive to say don't wear a mask if you go back and roll tape what you'll understand was well for one thing there was a very limited number of masks available for people who needed it like you know doctors and stuff mm-hmm. so please don't make the market for masks even more tight by going out and wearing a mask until we know whether it'll help. And when you do wear a mask, like now we've learned the N95 is actually not the greatest mask in terms of like not giving it to others. There's, and there's still more we will learn. I mean, if you're not wrong a fair amount of the time, you're probably not doing science. If you're not admitting you're wrong, that ain't science. You're getting much closer to uh, quasi-religion in a white coat with your name on it. But that's not science. In science, you have to admit when something's different or changed or wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's, that's my strong feeling about science. As someone who's not a scientist. Yeah. I can still judge, Dan. I can judge. Well, I mean, Zendesk that's... won't smite at all. You can't do that. To, you can't tell them, just go after this. Go ham on this guy. You can't say that. Zendesk won't do that. No, that's not a built-in. Huh. More's I mean, the pity. Could... <laughs> Question. Uh, this has been... Um, uh, this, okay. This is too inside baseball... Or you want to punt to make it an actual episode-ish thing another time. Lots of talk lately uh, in some of my uh, podcasty slacks about our sort of uh, hardware for doing stuff. A lot of people have been looking at upgrading or adding some cool new stuff. Um, and one thing that comes up a lot, well, obviously you got things like mixers and DAWs. The other thing that comes up a lot is the ability to record. And Dan Benjamin, I've decided it's become very important for me 
to add another belt to my already existing suspenders and belt. Because it's already too manual, too stupid. So like right now when I'm recording with you, I record in Skype. Unless Call Recorder, and unless I don't realize Call Recorder has uninstalled, which it continues to do. Mm. Uh, and B, I do Audio Hijack. C, I know just enough about Loopback to be dangerous. But D, uh, I would like your advice. And if this is too specific to me, uh, I would like your advice on going from, in my case, my DAW is a USB pre that has all the usual outs. I would like, what is a, what is a simple, like for a dumb guy like me, what kind of zoom style unit do I need to get to have a guaranteed, pretty much good, guaranteed, good copy of, of both slash all sides of the conversation? Is that even possible via Skype? Um, Yes, um, you, and you're talking about having an external piece of hardware that you want to do this with. Well, so for example, back when I was Merlin Man, I used to have that video show mm-hmm. um, and interviewed people. Um, I bought, <laughs> what is it? Let me look here. Oh my God, you should see this thing. Oh, it's so Jurassic. I can't believe this thing still works. I have a Zoom H4, not an H4N. Mm-hmm. It's an old school, I think Yeah, the 2000... H4 is very old. H4, I believe it's from 2008. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, it's so wild because I, I, I try to always remember to have the presence of mind to, if I'm putting something away and it's something I don't plan to use or don't already use a lot, I try to always remember to take the batteries out mm-hmm. because otherwise, you oh, know. Yeah, you, but you never know. That. Even though this, I bought this thing 12 years ago, but guess what? It still works. And I plugged it in and did some experiments. It's even got stuff like guitar effects. It's so wild. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's, anyway. It's hard to really know what, zoom was thinking when it made these and in a way it's weird because like they're almost like they're almost, almost like they're, this has literally you can you have the two modes are stereo or four track you can do you can bounce on this thing if you don't mind using a click wheel to 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 do the navigation right i mean it's it they're they're the interface is so strange the way they work is so strange i've got tons of them and i love these things but they are really weird products that don't always make a lot of sense. And, and you wonder Just why zoom or it was zoom, made Zoom recorders in general. Yeah. Like they're, they're really cool, but there's weird. They're weird. They're weird. The interface Ooh. is weird. The way you use them is weird, but I've, like I said, I love them and I have a, I've got a ton of them. And, um, you know, the, the one, if I was going to be getting one today, I mean, they've got the H they, I don't think they make the H four N no anymore oh, I, i've heard great things or the, about h4. the h4 I, yeah no the h4 they don't but the h4n seems pretty close to like a standard at this point. yeah and that's what i use um there's actually the h4n pro is really cool i'll put it into the show notes that if i was getting one today i would get the h4n pro for myself but like i don't need that the, the super cool one that everybody likes that looks like like it could run a Kiss concert. No, like I don't you'd... need to like be doing like uh, you know what I'm talking about. There's one that's really nice and very cool. Yes, I, just I added do. It's a camel, camel, camel to monitor. Let me see if I can find it. What's wait? What's camel? This what is that? Camel, camel, camel. Yeah, um, I added camel, this camel, one to camel. show notes. Oh, oh yeah, you. camel, camel, camel. You sign up for an account, <clears throat> and um, first of all, you can uh, anytime you're on Amazon, you can basically add it to your list on Camel. Uh, cubed <laughs> and uh, it will monitor that and you identify the criteria for price drop that you're looking for and you say like okay if this gets to below $910 send me an email or RSS push um, and you can also uh, import your existing wish list your whole wish list can get brought in. that's cool Isn't that kind of cool yeah okay, I so it from Jason Snell what I added to this is the Zoom H4N Pro All Black 4-Track Portable Recorder 2020 Model Stereo Microphones 2XLR 1 quarter inch Combo Inputs Guitar Inputs Battery Powered Multi-Track Recorder mm. for Music Audio for mm. Video Podcasting by Zoom. Mm. Mm. Um, That's a good and, one. And so this is the newer version. of It's the Pro version of what I have, but it's the latest one. It's 229 bucks. If you're looking for something like that, then mm-hmm. that's what I would do it. But I personally, ha- I, I am doing all the recording. And it's funny that you ask this because I'm actually working on, last week I came out with a mic technique video on YouTube. I'll, mm-hmm. I could put that in the show notes. Yeah, yeah obviously. Um, on my, on my, new, my new channel. 
And uh, mm-hmm. I actually am recording and I actually used the start of this episode for the example, because when I, what a lot of people, when I tweeted, I said, what would you like to see a video on? A lot of people said, oh, please show us how you record. And so the way I do it, of course, is using, uh, using Audio Hijack now. I have stopped using Call Recorder. I use Audio Hijack to capture my microphone and your input from Skype. And then you send me your side and I use yeah. the Skype track that I recorded of you to position and align your right, audio right, so that right. it's perfectly so are you doing in that sync. With, are you doing that with pure... Audio hijack or loopback plus audio hijack? How are you? How are you getting my side without call recorder? Um, I use Skype is notoriously. Skype is notoriously, famously not only bad but misleading about this. Skype looks like it sounds like it's going to work, but it very rarely works at what doing anything outside of eCam call recorder. Yes. Um. Basically, you set Skype, and I'll I'll have this all in the video. But basically, you set Skype the Skype application as a recording source and you record, um, you, you record cool. your audio. Uh, I record in, your in, audio. So like one of those little microphone dinguses in uh, audio hijack. Yes. Except you, it, make one of those for Skype. Yes. Except you, the, the source oh. is an application and uh, I'll, you see it in the video. I'll get the video and then you'll be like, see, yes. If I, if I had known that I was in it, I, I would watch it. I, well, you're going to be but I haven't watched it yet because I didn't know I was in it. Well, you're not in it yet. I haven't finished the video, but um, you'll be, you'll be like the star of the video. I'll be the star of the video. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. It's my big <laughs> chance. You know what I'm saying? I think it'll be out um, tomorrow, Wednesday. Cool. All right. August 19th right. is my, is my schedule. I hope to be alive. I just want to say that I, like, I'm having so much fun with Premiere. I'm like looking for stuff. I like just want to find videos now to make. You talked last week, uh, or sorry, you talked two weeks ago about mm-hmm. how much, you know, we were talking about like the, trying, trying to find the app that kind of fits your mental model or the way your brain works. And you, you had told us that you were very excited to have discovered or rediscovered Premiere, correct? Correct. Um, and yeah. it is, it is. Instead in, of fighting to understand which was the one you were fighting with. Final cut, fuck a final pro. cut, fuck a pro, fuck a pro. Yeah. So in your, in the thing you just sent me, um, just like you have an input device for the USB pre two, you would change one of those and add an application and you would make that application Skype. And then there are some other options. I will send you a screenshot as soon as we're done recording. This is all going to be in the video. Yeah. It'll all be in the video. Mm-hmm. It's hmm. cake, piece of cake. Um, so in any case, yes. Um, but yeah, so, so, uh, I, I made this video about mic technique. Now I'm working on this one that will all, it'll explain everything. And it's funny because like my last mic technique video had like 150,000 views on it. And this one what? has like 500. So, 150,000. You look nice today is getting like 800 to 2000. <laughs> yeah. The, the other one had a big, but my new one doesn't. I don't know how to be successful anymore. That's weird. I don't know. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter anymore. You just, you have to have lots of jump cuts and you have to say, you get a lot of jump cuts and like. also you influence people, you influence people. Tell them to hit, hit that bell, right? Yeah. Hit the bell. We post new content every day. Mm-hmm. Every day, new content on this channel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, thank you. I just said, Oh, you that thing. No, don't get that. <laughs> don't get that thing. <laughs> I just said, Dan, uh, if you permit me, I just sent Dan zoom F eight N multi-track field recorder with protective case for F eight N recorders bundle. And doesn't this look like a Corona kiss concert? It really does. Yes. The one that everybody was talking about on my Slack was, I want to say the H six was the H six. There's yeah, one. Yeah. H six like is a, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got to work on this. I also, I got, Marco sent me his USB pre two settings. If anyone wants to send me good settings, I'll add them to my collection because I I need to do something about this. You know how it is, Dan? I don't even like to move. I've told you before. I don't even like to move my USB pre two because merely grabbing the USB pre two almost anywhere presses a button. Mm -hmm. It's like how you first realize your iPhone is actually a huge button. (laughs) This thing, I'm always, ah, pre PC, (laughs) you know? But I've noticed my single my signal seems to be getting weaker in the recorded version, and I wonder if I have too much limiting on or something. But I'm terrified to change anything on this stupid thing. Mm. I mean, if I was there, I could Linder. help you with it. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. We don't have the budget for that. Um, uh, well, let me go look at other things. I don't know if we're going to have time for my stupid non-topic. Let's just do a couple more things. 
Did you have one more thing to tell me about that you like? Yes, I do. I would like to tell you about something called Squarespace. What? Squarespace. Squarespace. Oh. It's true. But even in Squarespace. You okay. can do a lot All with right. Squarespace. I mean, you basically, if you have an idea and you want to make a website, it could be a product, it could be a service, it could just be a, a, a website for, you know, you're announcing your engagement, whatever the heck the thing is that you want to do. Squarespace makes it possible and it makes it easy. It lets you showcase the stuff that you're working on. It lets you announce that event that you're planning. If people plan events in COVID times, I don't know, maybe they do. Maybe it's a virtual event. If you have an online business, so many businesses have had to shift to having more of an online presence. All of these restaurants that you used to be able to just walk in and order, now you've got to order mm -hmm. online. So they need to put their menu up. They need to, you know, and, and so there's so much that's changed and having a web presence today, I actually feel like a good one is even more important than it used to be, which is weird to say because- it used to be like, oh, everyone needs I, a website. I, now you really, really need That's one. actually a really good point, Dan. I, I think I agree with that. Like, for example, we just signed up for a local sort of like, you know, there's the services where you can get a box of food delivered. Except we did it with this local uh, coalition of, I think it's actually technically a nonprofit, but it's a bunch of like local seafood vendors. And you like make a very general high level decision about what kind of stuff you like. And then mm -hmm. every week or two, you go to a place in your neighborhood, like out somebody's, outside somebody's house. That's their distribution network. It's like you go. It's like the ultimate, like cool local thing. But in that case, the, the, the how easy that website is to use becomes more important than it's ever been because you can't just go screw it. I'll just wheel in there and see how it goes. Though it is essentially online. Yeah, that's no, a really it, good point, Dan. I think you're helping Squarespace and people with that. Well, I'm, that's what I'm here to do. So if you want to check out Squarespace for whatever that cool thing is that you're doing, go to squarespace.com/slash. It's your show. One word, obviously. And uh, if you do that, you'll get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, you'll use that same code. It's just, it's your show and you will get 10% off your first purchase of a website. They also sell domain names. You can get them with or without a website. And, uh, and that 10% off would be effective for the domain as well. So promo code, it's your show. URL to visit just to support the work that Merlin and I are doing here is squarespace.com slash it's your show. And we would like to say yeah. thank you very much to them for being our sponsor. Thanks, Squarespace, Bok Bok. They've been uh, so good to us, so good to me for so, so, so many years. I am genuinely grateful to Squarespace. There's a few, there's a few really, really of the great ones out there. I mean, they're, uh, they're way up there. <sighs> Do you think little Ryan's doing well? We haven't talked to him in so long. I haven't long. heard from him in he's, so long. He's been long. gone a long time. Yeah, he really has been gone a long time. I hope time. he got a haircut. His yeah, hair's getting a little shaggy. A little shaggy. Ryan, let me look him up. Well, don't be creepy. Well, um, okay, so we, we could do a little bit of sods, a little bit of odds. Um, I want to recommend something. Um, when I first heard the log line for this TV show, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely not going to watch that. Um, then Jason Snell uh, gave it all kinds of uh, plaudits for ringing many of his bells. The Apple TV Plus show, Ted Lasso. I would like to, if you have this Apple TV Plus service, I recommend you watch Ted Lasso. Mm -hmm. Apparently it's based on a commercial, which is weird. But it's got Jason Sudeikis, and he, and again, here's the log line that you should essentially ignore just to entrust my advice here, like you hopefully did on Letterkenny. Uh, a, a very rich couple in England has an acrimonious divorce over his infidelity. She gets the soccer team, the Premier League soccer team, and uh, she decides that she's tired of them being me mediocre, so she hires a college football coach from Kansas named Ted Lasso, played by Jason Sudeikis. And he, much to my surprise, <laughs> I'm sure yours, knows nothing at all about soccer. And it's pretty darn funny. Is that in the show notes? Over. Can people find that or? Oh, oh, I can do that. Yeah. I was just paying my cable bill. So I have watched, um, I have watched, uh, my main recommendation would be go watch my video on mic technique. If you ever are going to be a podcast or a guest on podcasting uh, podcasts. So go Podcast. watch that. And then stay tuned for the other one. But I would also like to say I have been going through, and I mentioned this last time, my boy and I have been watching all of the Mission Impossible films. And my follow-up for that is we watched one, two, three, four, and we are, uh, and then five, and now we're watching six. And the I, I'm first- I'm sorry, I got a little bit lost trying to find this stupid webpage on the Apple website. What are you talking about? I'm talking about- well, Four, uh, five, and six of what? Mission Impossible. Oh, yes. And so yes. the first two are so horrifically, comically bad. 
that it is a slog to get through them. It's, it's difficult to get through them. And about 30 minutes into the movie, my son and I just started just he said he likes to hit the scrubber and go like, how is there still two hours left? Yeah. How is there still like, we've been watching for what feels like an eternity yet. There's always still two hours left of this movie. No matter how much you watch of it, there's still going to be two hours left. Yep. And it's just yep. get, it's like, you don't know who anyone is other than Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise. You don't, you don't know who anyone is. You don't seem to care. The third one, you're like, okay, that felt like a movie. It felt like a, like, like I could follow I forget it. This, I, I, I don't know why I always forget this. Philip Seymour Hoffman is in that. Yeah. This is our concern, dude. And I had, am, am I right though? I mean, they were just, <laughs> I forgot they just covered it on blank check. And I was yeah, like, but I, I feel like I must've seen that movie. It's the first JJ Abrams first movie, right? Yes. He's in it and he's good in it. Um, I've heard he, he's great in it. Yeah, he is. It's worth watching. And just like, I, I know I must've <laughs> seen that, but <laughs> I know when he showed up in it, I was like, I have no idea he was in this movie. And then I, uh, and, and, and then I like, I, I had to pause it. And I had to show my boy the scene. He, I've I've told him he's got to be fifteen or sixteen before I'll show him the Big Lebowski. But I showed I know, him, I, know, I showed him the scene. Hey man, I got a beverage here, and the, where they're in. This is our concern, dude. And it was it was so. It's, I'm like that's Mrs. him. Reagan he's like, was the first first lady of the of the nation. <laughs> <laughs> so good and so you mean you're, you mean it's pretty cool uh, like racially <laughs> <laughs> just that that scene is the is the gem of the movie and so we're watching okay so then the fourth movie is so much better than the other ones it is the fourth, fourth mission really impossible good. four i think is probably the best mission impossible and it's great and it holds and, up and great arguably the best james bond yes it's so good it's, it's like it really would, is like a distillation of what made james bond movies interesting yeah, and fun except it's a modern take on it with with tom cruise in it and so it's funny because i it's said for, it's for the one i always forget i, I mean we literally watched this like a week ago but <laughs> it's for the force one with the tower right yes Oh God! With Lady uh, in the blue suit fighting, oh my God! So, so good, intense, and you're like, oh, the whole time that whole scene. I'm I like, love Benji, I love Benji heart. so much. I love the third arm with the, I know, the, the cart I know. Oh with my the God, diamonds. It's all so good, so good. So like that movie to me is like that's the that movie. If somebody wanted to say like, show me like a really fun, funny, self aware spy movie. That's exciting yeah. and just going to have you on the edge of your seat where you, you can, you can have never seen any of the other ones and just jump in like that's, it's just, it's almost a perfect movie in a lot of ways mm-hmm. for that genre. Well, remember when the glove, the glove falls off and drifts away, <laughs> yes. then it, he's climbing down, it's reattached to the window, but then it detaches again and it just goes off in the breeze. Oh my God. I don't know why that's such a cheeky I'm guessing J.J. Abrams moment, but I just thought that, I think that's so freaking funny. It's so good. So good. Everything about that movie is great. And if you're, um, it, we just, we, so we finished the fifth one last night. And, uh, and if, if you get it on iTunes or you have access to the extras, definitely watch them because they show, that's Tom really hanging off the side it's of the literally plane. literally him on a plane. That is like, he's side by doing side that. Yeah. And he did it yep, eight yep. times to get the shots that they wanted. I mean, and so I, I had- I don't know how he's insurable. I really don't. I mean, I had s- madness. I don't know how they get insurance for what he's doing physically. I had, um, I had said to my son, I guess maybe when we were watching the third one, I, I looked over and I said, do you want to be Tom Cruise as much as I do? And he's like, I, I guess. And then he watched the fourth one. And then we watched the fifth one. And I said, now do you want to be Tom Cruise as much as I do? He's like, yes. I'm like, he's, how do you he's having too much hair? fun. I don't like the long hair as much as the shorter hair, either. but I'm st- I'm here for hair. it. I'm okay with it. It's I love fine. to watch him run. Nobody runs like Tom Cruise. Everybody uh, says so. We He's talk about runner. it. He's so cool running. Such a cool runner. He was not in Cool Runnings though. So no, figure it out. Um, what else did we have here? You know, we're probably good. The thing that I was going to talk about doesn't even make any sense. Um, but like, okay, so one one just barely relevant thing from our, our little vacation is, um, I learned, you know, I always feel like I learn a lot about myself when I'm somewhere unusual or unfamiliar. And I, I've learned, I mean, truly, I learn a lot about who I am, not always in the most positive ways, but I try to learn from it. I feel like one consistent thing, um, and maybe this is a topic for a future thing as well. 
uh, as um, as the uh, <laughs> the founder of the Hipster PDA, I still uh, really enjoy. Um, there are times when paper just makes a ton of sense to me over electronic, and one of those times is when I'm out of town. Usually, mm. I well, you know, part of it is. I mean, there's a couple things. One is that like you cannot. It's always do things with you, Merlin. It really is. Oh no. Okay. You're right. You're right. Never mind. I'm trying to keep it to one thing, but you know, uh, like sometimes there's a lot of little administrative things that you have to do. There's a lot of, you know, getting the right supplies at the right time and being smart about it. So you don't have to keep driving to a grocery store. You know, when you're camping, let alone camping in a pandemic, which is a terrific Camus novel. But the, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like you go, you need to be smart about this. Right. You need to get more ice than you think you need. Cause the downside of too much ice is none. Apart from having a little more plastic and some water, you can never have too much ice. So just keep getting more ice. Oh, this place had dry ice. The, this little, uh, don't eat this, that. This don't gr- put that in your mouth. No, but now I'm hooked on, on dry ice and it's harder to get here than it was in Yosemite turns out. Anyhow, um, but I find myself going back to paper. So I, I put a couple things in notes. Uh, I've gone back to, I, I've kind of come to this new version of the hipster PDA that I do that really is kind of working for me. So, like, oh, so the point, you're out and about, you're doing stuff, you're camping, and you need to remember all kinds of things. There's things you're going to need from the store. There's things you need to do. There are, in my case, I'm thinking about the order in which I prepare things to make dinner. And there's just something really handy about having a piece of paper over having to do that with a device or devices. Because for one thing, the internet is beyond spotty, if existent at all in a place like that. And second of all, relevant only to me, mostly, is that for some reason on iOS 14 beta 4, my reminders just ain't syncing with each other. Mm-hmm. And I guess I didn't realize quite how much I rely on reminders until I see that they either haven't been ticked off or didn't get added everywhere, et cetera. But there's just something about, so what I've been doing is just taking an index card, folding it in half, and now I've basically got like a little four-page book. And I take my, my little pen with the, my pen. That's not a little pen. It's an average size pen. Um, and it's uh, and, uh, it's a very fine point. And I can just uh, write in here. Notes to remember what I need to remember. So I just want to talk about that. I want to talk a little bit about what I've learned about folding in general, including that cool trick for how to fold a uh, map so that you can uh, treat it like a book. Great old trick. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I realized that uh, the, big, the big lesson was there's not really much useful stuff that I can share about what to learn from things like a vacation mm-hmm. because nobody goes anywhere anymore. I, I don't go anywhere anymore. No. And then that made me sad a little bit too. But the steak was good. Each night I tried to make steak better than the night before. Even if my family didn't want it, I'd still make steak because- Is I, steak I, the I, kind I of thing you, you, can, you personally could eat like nightly? It's all I want for every meal ever. Okay. No, I'm serious. I mean, the irony is there was a time when my, my horrible stepfather and my dear mother um, owned a restaurant, a charcoal steakhouse, and uh, it was, you know, it was, it was almost an inverse relationship between how good the food was and how terrible my stepfather was. But I, I, we ate a ribeye every night until we were sick of ribeyes. This is 1979. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe 80. But like, if you eat the same thing every day, you do get sick of it. But my, I think I must have some kind of a disorder. Please don't diagnose me. But I think I, I just always, that's what I want. And it's what my body wants too. I do better health-wise if I minimize my uh, starches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Carbs, as you say. Yeah. Why am I still talking? You got stuff oh, to say. You got something to say. Got stuff to say, Ted Lasso. Oh, there's also a link in there about... Uh, Oh, yeah, this is interesting also. I just heard this on Marketplace the other day, Marketplace Morning. Um, you know, we've got that kind of like like subtle little running topic, what will the world look like after COVID, right? Yes. This is so interesting to me. Uh, reporter Amy Scott uh, from August 17th, yesterday. Uh, home design is adapting to the pandemic too. And it's just basically about like, so on the one hand, like San Francisco, woof, things are crazy with the markets here. It's wild. There's like, I'm not ready to quite call it a mass flight, but boy, a lot of people are leaving town. Rentals are up. Really? Uh, Houses for sale are up. Like 96% increase year over year in homes on the market. Um, Because why? Why be here? Why pay $5,000 a month to sit in a room where you could could continue to make $80,000 a year at your Google job that you can't go back to until next summer? Right. Why not just live in Maine? Or you could buy about 10 times more house. You could buy a freaking ranch for what you pay in rent here. Um, 
But I thought this was such an interesting story. I love, I love this kind of an angle on a story. One area of the economy that's been uh, ticking along in spite of everything is housing, DDLED, uh, fueling demand from buyers. Uh, the pandemic is also changing what people are looking for in a home and builders are taking notice. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Better technology, flexible space, and dedicated learning areas for kids are some of the things we're likely to see more of in new homes. Um, that, that's kind of an interesting idea. I, I would not have thought of that right off the dome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. COVID. COVID. <sighs> Avoid. Thanks to our sponsors this week. Thanks to Dan. And uh, thank you to uh, to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel like there was an idea that I had for something, and it's going to escape me. But I did have, and uh, it'll come back to me. But you think that's enough? Do we uh, give the customers enough for today? Yeah, I feel like we've given them all they deserve. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a real good yeah. point. You know, I mean, there's what, you, there's what you want, and there's what you're going to get. Oh, listen, do you want to be, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be happy? That's what I always say. Yeah. 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 I just want to sleep. Yeah. Okay. Let's button this up. All right. Okay. I love you. I love you too, Merlin man.